0: Hey, Slay family, this is your girl, Ashley, and welcome back to the podcast. This is the podcast where you are going to be able to be enlightened and encouraged with so many topics, and I know that you're going to enjoy our expert, especially our expert today. Today's topic is all about Jesus and therapy. Are you ready for this discussion? I sure hope so. Let's go. Hello, Slade the Giant podcast family, thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate, I know I always tell you guys this, I really appreciate you guys joining us today. I think today's topic and conversation and the guest that I have on today, you are going to love and enjoy. So I'm so excited to have this discussion because I feel like it is so necessary and it is so Overdue, especially in the body of Christ, and so, without further ado, I'd like to welcome my co-host for today. Her name is Colleen Blake Miller, and she is a wife, a mother, psychotherapist. She's a preacher's kid, conference host, and uh, she just started an organization, a group of women called the Wellness Village. And um, she's just a phenomenal woman, and I'm gonna let her. Go ahead and greet you guys.
1: <laughs> Hello, Slay the Giants family. Thank you so much for having me on, Ashley. I'm excited to be here. Ashley and I go back quite, you know, like far back. And uh, I've just enjoyed seeing how God has definitely just blossomed and grown your ministry and seeing all of the amazing things that you're doing. And it's an honor to be able to share the space with you and to pour into those that are listening today.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, we do go way back. I remember mm-hmm. speaking of our topic today, Jesus in therapy. I just remember being in college, having moments where I just needed someone to talk to and yeah. not always being able to run to like, your friend about certain things or not wanting to necessarily tell a parent, you know, what you're going through. But yes. I knew that I could confide in you and and call you. And I knew that you had the tools to help get me through some of my challenges while in college. So mm-hmm. we really do go way back. So I appreciate yes. that. And um I invited you on here today because, you know, we are in a pandemic, a worldwide pandemic. You're in Canada. We're here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some of the struggles are still the same mm-hmm. with the coronavirus and, you know, just trying to keep people safe. So there's been a lot of restrictions. So businesses have closed down. A lot of places have cut their hours. Some people have lost their jobs. Relationships have been lost, you know, loss of income for some people, you know, for example, I know like people who are traveling evangelists, they're not getting those resources that would come in. So often from traveling, you're stuck in the house with your loved ones all the time. So that can be good and bad. I've heard of different stories about spouses who are going through things, learning their spouse all over again and all of those things. So Colleen, can you tell me how has the pandemic affected people's mental health?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I think uh, as well, if you take a look at the statistics that uh, folks are definitely reaching out more for mental health support or support with their overall wellness, in particular their mental health. I know in Canada, myself and my colleagues, we have experienced like huge increase as far as the phones ringing, people asking for help, people reaching out to get even ideas, strategies, tools to be able to share with the broader public around maintaining your health, especially your mental health in this time. There's a lot that we cannot predict, and although. As believers, we know we've never really been able to speak definitively to the future. And there's many passages that talk about that. It's like our future tomorrow. It's like in God's hand. We're encouraged to just focus on today. We have in the past gotten into the habit of thinking we could predict the future, predicting that, okay, I can anticipate how the week was going to go or the month or the year. I'm going to plan out my year and all this good stuff where now you realize mm, I don't really know what tomorrow may bring. Uh, we are being controlled, right? Like we aren't, I know here in Canada, the restrictions are very, we're like, you know, stay at home orders. We're not supposed to be like visiting other households. You know, we need to be staying within our bubble, uh, houses of worship. We're not able to open up for worship. There's a limited amount of people that can be in places. There's just so many restrictions. And so you have to wrestle with these changes with, in your mind. And if you don't have a good relationship with yourself and if your self-talk is not that great if you have let's not address certain things that have needed your concern in the past this is a season where all of that is coming to the surface and the outlets that we once had to go and distract ourselves they're not able to distract us any longer because we're stuck inside so yeah it has definitely impacted mental health people are struggling with depression People are talking about anxiety maybe for the first time. They've never experienced anxiety before. They have fears about so, you know, they're seeing themselves differently, the people around them. So absolutely, there's a strain in the area of mental health. Definitely.
0: I have been hearing and seeing that so many are like you said, depressed during this time, really sad. You know, they're used to, especially people who are outgoing, who are used to going out, used to being amongst friends, being able to hug or even, you know, embrace... Mm -hmm. A loved one. And thinking about, there are some people who have elderly families. So we were, you know, a lot of people here weren't able to see their family who was like 60 and above because they were more susceptible to getting COVID and it really affecting them more severely. And so some folks have not even been able to see their family members or their loved ones for a very long time. Think about even church, you know, we haven't even had full church here. Some. Cities are still under lockdown, so they can't even get into the house of the Lord to even release. That is very, you know, important for many of us. We can cry, we can have deliverance at the altar, but that's not necessarily happening. It can happen in our homes, but it's not necessarily happening right now during the pandemic. So it is just very important that we, as believers, do what it takes to. Help ourselves. And I love that you mentioned self-talk. Self-talk is one of the number one ways that we can minister to ourselves and in prayer and all of those things that help and benefit us as believers. But we also have the option of counseling and therapy. But there are so many challenges to believers even being a part of counseling. And I think part of it is because you know, a lot of times in the church, we have these myths. So I was doing some research and I was looking up some of the myths that Christians have around counseling. I mean, one of them is, you know, if the Lord is my strength, I can't be weak. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's not true because we know that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. So he wants to see us at our broken moments. Another one is I need to have it all together. And that's something that in the body of Christ, we have to really work on is not just looking the part, but actually being whole. And if you're not whole, you got to find the resources to support you in your walk. It's going to hurt more to deal with my past than to ignore it and just move forward. Sometimes we just say, oh, I just want to move on. I want to leave that behind me. But no, sometimes you need to just talk about it with someone. And then um, if I just pray harder, I can talk to my small group or family about my problems, which is great and great if you have that kind of support. But if you don't, what do you do? And then another one is God is good. So the problem I'm going through is fine. Mm-hmm. 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 Another one is the therapist is just going to shame me. And I mean, that's a lie because the therapist is not going to judge you in any way. They're actually just going to help you shed light on some of the things that you may not have seen or viewed in the same way, or you're maybe you're not seeing things the way you should, or clearly because of anxiety, trauma, what have you, and they can help kind of make things clear. And then counseling is only for serious problems. And now this is a big one because we feel like, well, if we don't have a diagnosed issue, mental illness, then we don't need a counselor or a therapist, but that's not true either. There is no way I could afford to go to counseling. And I know in a lot of American benefits packages, they offer to pay for your counseling or therapy with your insurance. And then there's nothing I can do to change the past. So These are just some ideas that came up from another website. And I just wanted to get your opinion and thoughts on how can we as a body of Christ take the stigma out of counseling and therapy Mm -hmm. and um, just shed some light on like, what is Christian therapy?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things that we need to do is we need to acknowledge that God has blessed the believers bless his children with a variety of gifts. There's a variety of gifts within the body and not everyone has the same strengths. There are certain things that we maybe feel comfortable asking for help with. So if I had you know, an issue with my plumbing at home, yes, I guess I could watch a YouTube video on how to do that, but it's probably going to get fixed better in a more efficient way. If I leaned on someone who had a gifting and a strength and even maybe a passion in the area of plumbing, we need to kind of remove some of these like traditional beliefs, faulty ways that maybe we have thought or been taught because we are encouraged as believers to Mm -hmm. find good counsel. We are told that there's safety in the presence of good counsel. We hear about wisdom, you know, the book of Proverbs, the book of King Solomon, like in first, I don't know if it's Samuel's, we hear all about even the book of Job filled with all of these Proverbs, these things that speak about wisdom. Yeah. And not everyone is gifted in the same way. And then there is maybe a giftedness to be a helper. Mm -hmm. And then when you compound that with the discipline of study in the area of the human mind, Mm -hmm. human behavior, then when you have a Christ-centered perspective to kind of help people to find the solution that much faster than handing them the Bible and saying, go sort it out on your own. So we have to do a better job, I think, at acknowledging the diversity of gifts within the body of Christ and destigmatizing. Like the Bible is full of examples of people who were hurting, people who were struggling with issues, with their mood, with their emotions. And they found refuge. They found refuge. And it was a variety of different ways that they were able to find refuge. And the use of people is a part of it all. We are like Christ with skin on, you know, the hands and the feet of Christ. And so if we consider it in that way, a lot of people reach out to me and say, I'm looking for someone who can relate to where I'm coming from, from a faith perspective. Right. So... In that sense, they don't have to feel any kind of hesitance in expressing all of their experiences because, you know, I feel like you can relate. In the same way someone would say, I'm looking for a therapist that is coming from a similar cultural background as myself because I don't have to explain certain things, some things you just know. So as a body, we need to do a little bit better than that. And the more that we talk, which I feel like in this season, We've been talking a lot more about mental health, mental illness, supports, and the importance of reaching out, then the more that people are going to feel comfortable to do so. Excellent. Yeah. And that just made me think, you know,
0: I guess sometimes people don't know when it is time for them to actually see a counselor, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, sometimes they're going through and they're feeling really sad or they're feeling, like I said, we're in a pandemic, they're feeling certain way, you know, ways or they have certain um, responses to things that are happening in life and they don't know, well, am I at the point where I need to see a counselor or, you know, is this something that I just need to let pass? And what are your words of wisdom for someone who is trying to figure that out? Like trying to figure out whether they need counseling or is this something that they should just pray on? Because there are things that you should pray on, you know, not necessarily go to counseling, but you can seek other people in your church, seek guidance. But when is it time to go and see a counselor? Mm
1: -hmm. So I will say this, I am an advocate for this kind of support. And I don't think that it needs to get to the breaking point for you to reach out for support. If you are at a point where you've kind of reached the end of what you know to do with a certain situation in your life, there's no harm in having a conversation with a professional who has, you know, they're looking at things objectively, because they don't know you, they don't know the people involved, they're able to support you. It's not so much the therapist is going to give you the answers or even to tell you what to do. That's not the best kind of therapy, Um, as much as asking you the questions that are going to help you push through this stuck place that you are in i've had some clients that i've worked with when it was just literally was one session we kind of did you know like it was very solution focused the questions were very much like if we had to solve this issue today what can we get from within this hour and people have expressed feeling like a breakthrough feeling a sense of relief feeling a sense of clarity then there are other individuals who are in a crisis And, you know, maybe this situation, the storm has been brewing for a while and it's come to a breaking point where you have felt like you're broken. You can't even imagine getting through one more day. And so that kind of work looks different as well, because it's going to be about, okay, how do we get your head above water so that you feel like you can breathe and you can kind of gain a little bit of perspective? How can we begin to grasp onto some strategies and techniques that are going to help you to navigate the storm that you're going through? So there's sort of like a variety of different Things that you could be getting from the therapeutic relationship. I think if you feel like you could benefit from an outside perspective that is going to come with years of expertise, knowledge, wisdom, care, consideration, then what's the harm? What's the harm in reaching out for that? Now, there are some situations, I'm going to speak to the person who is telling themselves that the problem isn't big enough for therapy. So that speaks to the myth about, oh, my problem's not big enough. So if you have done all that you know to do and still there's no like breakthrough or change or you're not getting any kind of resolve, that might be a situation that you would benefit from talking to a professional. If the people in your life who care about you, who know you are saying to you, we see that you are struggling, and we don't know how to support you more, that might be a time for you to consider talking to a professional. When you see things in your life, when you, let's say, are not able to Continue with your regular daily functions. I can't get to work or I can't get my work done. I'm not able to maintain myself, the things that are important to me. That might be a sign that you need to speak to a professional. So first, what needs to happen is honesty. We need to be honest with ourselves and what we are going through. And as you are able to be honest with yourself, I think then you will then be able to consider, okay, I need help. Where can I go to help? Therapy is not the only way that you need to seek help. I think prayer is needs to always be the thing that we're doing. In therapy or not in therapy, we need to constantly be praying, reaching out to our support networks, making sure that we're maintaining those networks, getting good pastoral support and guidance and that kind of thing, getting a mentor, having a coach, like there's so many different ways that we can get help and support, but we have got to be willing to acknowledge we need it and then reach for what is there and available to us.
0: That's so good. And that leads me kind of to my final question for this segment. And that is, how do they find a good therapist? You know, what you're looking for one, how do they find a good therapist?
1: Mm -hmm. So I think, first of all, it's important to say that you want to make sure that it is a good fit. There's Mm -hmm. a lot, there's so many amazing therapists that are Mm -hmm. out there in the world, but not every amazing therapist is for you. There's going to be individuals who, I don't know, like what it is. It could be the way that they sound. It could be just kind of like their spirit. Your spirit connects to them and it's like, okay, this is the the right fit. And two, depending on what you're working through and things that you are kind of. So let's say you are dealing, I'm just going to imagine like you're dealing with issues connected to maybe like mommy issues. I know that's not. A thing, but I don't want to make light of that. Right, right, right. Make of argument, you've got things you want to work through some stuff related to family of origin, related to maybe your relationship with your mother. Then it may be that the therapist you want to work through that with is someone that could seem like a motherly figure to you. You might have maybe a little bit more of a breakthrough, uh, hearing and receiving that guidance and support from someone who might be a little bit further in age. And so you want to consider the fit. And so that might involve you calling uh, a couple of therapists and doing like a free consult. Most therapists, you know, give a, like a free 15 minute telephone conversation where you talk about the issue, ask them questions, etc. Google is your friend. Yes, Google is our friend. You can <laughs> Google whatever you're looking for, like, Christian therapist in my city. Christian, let's say there's a specific thing you want to work on. Christian sex therapist in my city. You can look that up. Psychology Today is an incredible resource. I'm on that uh, directory as well. I've been for years. Many of my colleagues, it's usually when you type in therapy, looking for a therapist that's one of the first directories that pop up so they've been around for years and so you can find and then you can actually filter it so that you can say i want like so we're in canada so you could say i want a black canadian like a christian you know someone who identifies as a christian and they specialize in with in trauma or they work with children you can filter those things out and so then it kind of gives you a list like a short list, and then you can go through, email them, reach out. Uh, a lot of times you can see, like, a quick video, like a 15 second video of them talking, and that'll help you to get a sense of, yeah, I feel like I can talk to that person. So definitely just type it into Google and, and see where things go. And then, of course, other gatekeepers like pastors, leaders in your community, they would also have some great individuals who they have personal experience with that they can highly recommend to.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that. So, we're going to end this segment and uh, you're going to get a part two. And I'm going to share my experience with trying to find the right therapist. Um, But you have to listen to the next segment for that. I want to thank Colleen Blake Miller for just this conversation today. And um, I'm so grateful for your wisdom. You have shared so much. And I'm sure that we're going to get a lot of feedback and I'm sure people are going to now have an idea of when they need to go to therapy and Mm -hmm. why. So anyway, thank you, Slay the Giant family for listening. I appreciate you. Please listen to our next podcast, which will be uh, debuting next week. Have a great day. God bless. See you later.